get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy opening day to all of you here in St. Louis. Cardinals versus Reds later on. And right now, we're happy to celebrate the occasion with former Cardinals general manager Walt Jockety joining us via the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line. Walt, we always appreciate the time. How are you doing on an opening day, my friend? Uh, good morning. I'm doing great. This is uh, its always the best day of the year, isn't it? We're all in first place. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fun time. It's been a you know, a good spring. I think everybody got a lot of work in both in Arizona and Florida. And I think uh, everyone's ready for opening day. Well, you've had a a pretty rare um, career here where you've been able to spend part of your time here in St. Louis and now out in Cincinnati. Those are two of the best places to be on opening day. Do you have a favorite opening day memory, whether it be on the baseball field or part of the the pregame ceremonies? Do you have a favorite opening day memory? Well, I'll tell you that you're right, and and I'm glad you brought that up because both cities have. I don't know if there's any other cities in in uh, the country that have opening day ceremonies uh, any better than St. Louis or Cincinnati. And you know, St. Louis, um, you know, just the tradition of the Hall of Famers being there and the players being driven in and um, in the cars or trucks and being introduced, and and Cincinnati having the um, the parade every year down, down and, and right to the stadium. It's just, it's a, it's a unique experience and it's, it's, uh, probably one of the most, uh, celebrated, uh, opening days in, in, in the country, in both, both cities. But I, I, the thing I, I just always remember was in St. Louis was, it was just, it was exciting to see your team being introduced, um, in St. Louis with the guys coming, like I said, in the cars and the hall of famers leading the way and, uh, it's just a special feeling. It's something that uh, not a lot of cities uh, can can um, can do. And I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's just the anticipation of the new season. Everybody's upbeat and uh, ready to go. And, and I think that's uh, there's nothing like opening day. Walt, I'm curious because it seems like if you work in the front office of a pro sports team, there's literally zero days off where you get to enjoy yourself. But on opening day after a spring training and a long off season, is that when uh, when you work in the front office, whether you're a general manager, president of baseball operations, or the executive advisor for a team, is that when you get to sit back and just order yourself a nice uh, pile of pulled pork nachos and watch the game? Well, absolutely. I'm actually 
at my home in Arizona, and uh, I'm going to be watching the games with my son Joey today. And uh, you know, we've got the Directv with we can get all the games. Uh, you know, there's like eight on the screen at one time, but we'll <laughs> certainly be focusing on the St. Louis and Cincinnati game. But you know, it's a fun day, and my son said, "Let's." And then we had to have hot dogs today, so we're going to have hot dogs for lunch, and you know, just do it upright. Have some popcorn. Maybe we'll have a, have a beer later. <laughs> I love it. Walt Jockety joining us here on 101 ESPN. Hey, Walt, I, not to bring the mood down, but, you know, one of the things that makes it so special here in St. Louis on opening day is all of the red jacket guys that are able to come back, Clydesdales right. and everything. And, and this year, uh, next week, when the Cardinals do celebrate opening day here in St. Louis, it, it's going to happen without Lou Brock and without Gibby. Uh, when you were around this team, can you can you give us a little bit of insight, maybe behind the scenes, on the importance of guys like Gibby and Lou Brock and what they brought those alumni, what they brought to this Cardinals franchise? Well, I, you know, it's it's uh, again, I think it's unique uh, with the Cardinal organization. Now we brought uh, our guys back too from time to time, you know, Morgan and Bench. Uh, but they, they didn't spend as much time in spring training uh, or around the team as, as Gibby and Lou did. You know, Lou lived in St. Louis and uh, Stan and Red well, they, when they were alive. And it was, it's just the, the young guys actually feed off these guys. I think they learn a lot. In fact, I read something the other day that Flaherty, um, how much he's going to miss Lou and, and Gibby uh, this year and, and how much he, he learned from those guys and, I think that's what's uh, they're going to miss the most is just having those guys around and that just the aura of those uh, Hall of Famers and what they meant to the organization and and uh, uh, the guys are you know, young guys are actually listening to them and and paying attention. I think that's important. We're talking with former Cardinals general manager and now current executive advisor to the CEO for the Cincinnati Reds, Walt Jockety, here on BK and Ferrario. So, Walt, on field, the NL Central is such an, an intriguing division to me this season because uh, unlike the, you know, the NL East and the NL West, it seems like there's two favorites in each of those and everyone else is fighting for a spot. But for the NL Central, you got four teams with the Reds, the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Cubs that really all have a legitimate shot at winning first in the division this season. No, I agree. And, and I've... Uh... I've actually, you know, obviously seen our club a lot. I saw the Brewers a lot out here and the Cubs, and I watched the Pirates and, and Cardinals on TV a lot and uh, during the spring. And it's, you know, every team, the four teams have their strengths and weaknesses, but it's it, they're, they're really going to be evenly matched. There's there's some things that we'll do better than other clubs, something Cardinals will do, and it's it's uh, it, I think it's going to be a really tight race. A lot will depend on obviously health and uh, um, just how, what kind of years guys have, you know, like for uh, Milwaukee, they got to have Yelich come back and have a, a year like he had a couple of years ago. We need to have a couple of guys step up and do things. And you guys, um, you know, the acquisition of Arenado, that was a, a huge deal that uh, really put you guys in a, in a great place in the division. So it's going to be, I think it'll go right down to the end. And, and I think all four teams should be in the race. Well, you mentioned the the health that's going to play such a big factor this season. One of the big off-season storylines is, you know, what are teams going to do with pitching? After you played 60 games last year, now you've got 162 that you've got to cover. Do, do you think there's going to be anything in particular, any specific way that these teams approach the season when it comes to their pitching that is different than a normal 162-game season? Yes, I think uh... – 
again, I think every team is going to handle it differently. I know some teams are talking about a six-man rotation. Uh, we're not. We're going with five, and I, I think Cardinals are too. If I read right, and and uh, I think you just got to protect the innings, uh, protect the arms of these guys since they didn't pitch a lot last year. And I, and I think you know, if you had the luxury of the Dodgers, who they have two great, you know, you have five great starters, then they got two great guys they're putting in the bullpen in, in Price and Gonsolin. And they're back up for later on if they need them, you know. So not every not every team is as deep as that. But we've got some guys that if we have to, um, you know, short some innings early in the year so the guys are, are ready later, we can fill it in. And I think that's going to be the key. you got to have the depth in starting pitching throughout your organization to be able to um, give a guy a uh, day off or, or you know, uh, uh, shorter innings or whatever, shorter outings, um, uh, throughout the year, so they can preserve their arms until the end. Because especially if you're going to the postseason, you know you've got to keep your your starting rotation strong for that. So it's going to be it's going to be unique with each club. But I think it's going to be very very difficult to uh, manage this year. And it's uh, something that would be uh, fun to watch during the year and see how different clubs do it. Well, especially pitching wise, Walt, because in St. Louis, I know everyone's paying close attention to how that's going to work out. I'm curious, Walt, so you don't have to give me the full scouting report or, or give any of the secrets away, but <laughs> the Cardinals and Reds play okay. each other so much. They start the season off this afternoon. Uh, what is it that people should be paying close attention to with the Cincinnati Reds? Because again, this is a team that I think a lot of people aren't talking enough about. Well, I think one one thing that's going to be a big factor is just how Joey Votto comes back from his time off. With uh, he was out with COVID for a couple of weeks. I've watched him the last few games of spring training, and he he's played nine innings, a uh, couple of days uh, at the end, and looks strong. He's you know so I think it's going to be important for him to to come back strong. Uh, Nick Castellanos had a great spring, uh, but we need to get uh, a Suarez and Musakis get their bats going again and, and Winker to get on base early. We've got a young kid. We're playing at second base, Jonathan India, who's a first round pick a few years ago, and he's getting an opportunity to play second base. And he had a terrific spring, a guy that's really emerged, uh, you know, in the last year. And it's going to be fun to see how uh, he, he can hit. He can flat out hit. And it'd be interesting to see how he adjusts to major league pitching. And, and, uh, of course, Castillo has been our ace and, 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 um, uh, he should give him a strong outing today. So it's, he's facing a tough lineup. The, the Cardinal lineup is very tough, and, and uh, I think it's going to be you know, a game that's going to be fun to watch and uh, might be a battle of bullpens. Walt, do you look at this Cardinals team, and does it remind you at all of some of the squads that you put together in the early 2000s, at least with the middle of the order, at least for me, kind of reminds me of some of those teams with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt mm-hmm. and the power that they now have. Does it remind you at all of some of those teams that you put together? Yes, yes, it does. In fact, when when they uh, made the trade for Arenado, it, uh, it, it reminded me of the trade we made for Roland. It was during the season, so it was a little different, but it was the you know last piece of a guy that we we needed to solidify our, our batting order, our, our lineup, and, and defense. And I think that's uh, the one thing I see that uh, very similar. It's a, but it's a very talented club. They've got some more veterans now. We had a lot of veterans back then, and they've got some quality young kids that are, are uh, you know, starting to come out. And I think you know getting Yachty back was a huge deal for them because he's uh, such a uh, strength of that that organization and, and Wainwright. So 
uh, yeah, it reminds me, it's very reminiscent of some of the teams we had back then. Well, last question that I've got for you, and it, as it pertains to Nolan Arenado, I know you, you acquired Larry Walker early on there. Did you ever have any concerns about the Coors effect? Because I think if there's anything that, that fans are hesitant about with Nolan Arenado, and it's a pretty small thing, but there is that question of, okay, what does he look like outside of Denver? How did you approach that as a general manager? Well, you know, with, with Larry, he, he was such a great athlete. And um, you know, you, you just watch his swing and his, you know, his, his defensive ability is incredible, but uh, it doesn't matter where you're playing, but I think you, you watch his swing and his ability to make contact and, and know that it's going to carry over into and, and transition into uh, Bush stadium or wherever else he's going to play. And I think the same will be true with Arnado. I, I think there's, they talk a lot about that Colorado, um, atmosphere and so forth but you know good hitters like those two guys will will overcome any uh disadvantages and and or any uh thing that uh, will be a problem for him and, and they'll be, he'll, i'm sure he'll end up having a great year well I, I said that was the last one i gotta ask you one more with the news that we got no last problem. night francisco lindor the 10-year 341 million dollar contract that he signed with the mets when you were a general manager here in St. Louis, did you ever think that we were going to hear deals like this with $340 million? No, no chance. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, there's, what, four or five more shortstops coming out at the end yeah. of the year. And, and someone's going to sign for 342 and another for 343. <laughs> it's just, they got to get that million dollar more. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. And it's, uh, uh, but, you know, he is one of the top, uh, shortstops at the game and uh, probably well deserved, but it's still uh, it's it's just uh, it's hard to imagine because it's uh, you know the economics of the game have changed so much in the last ten years. It's pretty incredible. Well, we always yeah. appreciate the time. Thanks so much for spending part of your opening day with us here in St. Louis. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk with you again soon. Uh, anytime. I enjoy it. Good luck and and uh, nice talking to you, guy. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.